Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Staples comp books and number two pencils are just 50 cents and two pocket paper folders are just 25 cents each. In store only. Offer in 716. Limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples. Look out for an accident on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway at the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Your delays are going to be solid on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays along the eastbound side of the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound at Clearview. And look out for accidents North Miro at Columbus and Tulane Avenue at South Carrollton. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. NashFM106.1.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Hey, don't forget about our social media platforms as well. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans show on Instagram. And, of course, the website is EricAsher.com. There's a section of the website you can click on and, uh, the icon. It'll take you right to my uh, email. You can email the show. Uh, also, if you have any, any comments or questions. And, of course, uh, uh, as always, again, we uh, thank you for uh, tuning into the program. Today's program brought to you by our friends at Hendricks Demtunia. We've been talking about it now for a while. Been out since uh, March. 
And I'm telling you, the feedback has been incredible. Uh, as, much, as quickly as they can put them on the shelves, it's getting bought. So get out there and get it down while you can. Much like Midsummer Solstice, much like Lunar, again, uh, becoming the highest-selling limited-edition spirit in the super premium gin category. And why not? Again, it, it is Hendrick's Gin. And, of course, uh, uh, notes of coastal freshness balanced with notes of citrus, that alluring juniper character that's lengthened by, again, deep earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, again, fresh coastal herbs, and then, of course, that unmistakable crisp citrus finish. Uh, this limited edition Hendrick's Gin can be found at your favorite spirit store. Uh, it's a refreshing uh, product that is, again, perfect uh, for the summer months, you want to cool off in the afternoon, cool off anytime, coming home for that after, night, uh, after work drink, or again, maybe heading out to uh, your favorite um, uh, bar or, uh, or again, uh, maybe your favorite restaurant. Demand William Grant, demand Henrik Stemptunia Gin. It's all, again, part of the portfolio of William Grant. Going to be joined today by Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com in the 5 o'clock hour. That'll happen at 5.15. LSU has had a tremendous class. Uh, that has been signed uh, by uh, by Brian Kelly and his assistants, and we talked to Mike a little bit about it last week. But you know, I got a, I got a couple of, um, of of comments and messages from uh, some listeners that wanted to know how this fits in with NIL. You know, because we've been talking about NIL in this program now for a while, and I got how LSU doesn't have the millionaires that again Texas A&M has and Oklahoma has and Texas has and. You know, LSU was going to be behind the eight ball. Uh, that the, the and LSU was already way behind in terms of NIL. We saw what Texas A&M did in the last recruiting period, where, again, they're using NIL, using, again, the deep pockets of their boosters. They were able to sign the number one class in the nation. You know, how is that LSU going to stack up in years to come? How will they stack up this year coming up? The 2023 class is a top 10 class, top commitments from all over the country. These are not Louisiana kids that want to come to LSU simply because they love LSU. Uh, but these are kids that, in a lot of cases, are coming to LSU, where, again, where they have a relationship with Brian Kelly, or, again, the assistants that, that are, are, uh, are recruiting them. But at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to be about money, right? I mean, if, if, if other schools are offering them uh, a, an NIL package that's more than what LSU is offering them, more than likely they're going to go to the other school. Now, again, you can't say they're going to stay there long term because we have no idea what's going to happen with the transfer portal now with that situation. But, again, it begs the, begs the question of, has LSU closed the gap now on NIL? And, and is this a, 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 what we're seeing with, again, the verbal commitments from the 2023 class, evidence of that? Uh, and we'll find out from Mike Scarborough in hour number two. He'll tell us a little bit about what's happening with NIL right now. We're going to do that with Jordy Collada a little bit later on in, 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 the, uh, in the week as well. Because on today's landscape, when it comes to college athletics, you know, it's one component that, again, you've got to be – uh, uh, you got to be among the, among the upper echelon if you're going to compete. It's not just going to be enough to be able to compete because you're LSU now. It's not going to be enough to compete because, again, you have such great athletes in the state of Louisiana. If you're not able to offer those athletes, some of those athletes that are poor, again, uh, that, that don't have money, uh, that don't have the wherewithal that maybe some others do, well, then, again, you got to come up with something, right, whether it's going to be perks or whether it's, it's going to be, again, obviously cash to be able to represent uh, a, a business in Louisiana or, again, on a national basis. So we'll see how that plays out. We're going to find out more with Mike Scarborough and then, then with Jordy Collado a bit later on in the week. 
LSU NIL, and how's that affected the 2023 class of verbal commitments that looks to be, again, a top 10 class for LSU. Larry Holder will join us at 5.30 this afternoon. We'll talk NFL with him. We'll talk some Saints, but we're also going to talk NFL. Uh, Larry, again, is covering the NFL for uh, for the Athletic, and so we'll get with him uh, at around 5.35 this afternoon. The Pelican Summer League team got blown out by the Blazers. Again, uh, they, they get back on the court this evening at 5 p.m. against Atlanta in Las Vegas. Uh, we, we didn't get to see much, to be honest with you. I got to be, you know, uh, I was looking forward to Dyson Daniels, okay, the first-round pick. Were we going to see him create, to be, be a great defensive player? He was out by the second quarter with a sprained ankle. And I got to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if he's going to play today. I don't know if he's going to play for the rest of the summer league. Because, again, look at the history of, of this organization when it comes to, uh, to their training staff, uh, when, it, when it comes to a player getting injured. They, they go err on the side of caution, almost over-cautious at times. You know, we've seen that in, in, in other instances with, you know, Zion when, again, he got hurt at the summer league. Uh, you know, again, the way they've, they've um, utilized, again, their, their training staff and maybe, again, as I've, met, been, as I've said, been maybe a little bit overcautious during the season, maybe having guys out a little bit longer than what you thought they would be for entries. We can talk about Brandon Ingram. We can write down the line, Zion, et cetera. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to see Dyson Daniels again. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, Liddell looked like a pretty good defensive player. Uh, you know, again, he's going to have to get a little bit more um, um, confident in his shot. Uh, but I'd like to see, again, how he progresses over the next few uh, summer league games, but it was dominated by Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall. Those are the two guys that dominated. Makovic didn't look bad. He's an athletic player. You can see, again, that he's got some talent. Uh, they're going to stash him overseas for a couple years, and who knows what he'll be in a couple years coming back to the Pels. Uh, but uh, other than that, i got to be honest with you, it was kind of a boring summer league game. Uh, you know, the more, more interesting parts of it was the interviews with Trajan Langdon, uh, t- well, again, with uh, C.J. McCollum. Uh, because, again, guys that we know are already going to be on the club that should dominate Summer League, i.e. Trey Murphy, Najee Murphy, uh, I'm sorry, and, and Najee Marshall, were, uh, were the two guys that, uh, that really kind of uh, uh, showcased themselves. And we already know what those players are. Okay, We already know that they're going to be part of the rotation. Uh, again, for Trey Murphy, hopefully, again, he continues to take uh, the, the, the leadership role, what he's doing um, with Summer League, and, again, transfer that over to um, – uh, to, to the uh, parent club. We saw that with Najee Marshall last year. We saw that with Najee Marshall when he got a chance to get back on the court, uh, especially after Josh Hart was traded. So we'll see, again, how that kind of plays out uh, going forward. In the second hour, um, you know, look, I, I've said this before. I, I applauded the David Griffin um, uh, signing and, and coming over as vice president of basketball operations, hiring Trajan Langdon as the general manager, Swin Cash bringing her on. And, of course, you know, there, was a, there was a time when uh, things kind of faltered, especially the beginning of last season, where I did not agree with David Griffin. And I thought David Griffin made some bad moves. And, and, and I said those, okay? I'm not one, if you listen to this program, I don't care if it's politics, I don't care if it's sports, I'm not worried about alienated, alienating a politician or alienating a coach, or alienating, again, a, 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 uh, a top member of the, of the Saints or Pelicans brass, I could care less, okay? I'm going to call it like I see it. David Griffin did a great job when he first came on. David Griffin, again, stumbled for a while, but, again, was able to rebound and came back really strong, again, turning the fortunes of this team around. But there was a time when, again, he was on the hot seat. 
There was a time when, again, when nobody in this town wanted to hear what David Griffin had to say because, again, everybody thought that, again, he was, he was a charlatan and talking out of both sides of his mouth. And, yes, I led the charge on that. I'm not apologizing for that. Okay? Again, what he did was what he was supposed to do. He turned this thing around because if he doesn't, he, wouldn't have, he would not be the vice president of basketball operations of the New Orleans Pelicans uh, as of this moment. But he did, and I'm glad he did. I think everybody's glad he did. You know, from the draft to, again, the C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance trade, we go right down the line, okay? Now the re-signing of Zion Williamson. But the, the, the one problem I got with David Griffin is he sometimes forgets that, you know, the Internet has a long memory. Radio shows like mine, TV shows like mine, where we discuss what's going on in the sports world here in this city, because this is a local show, right? You don't see me a lot of times venturing out into what's happening in the NBA or the NFL or college football outside of New Orleans, because this is a local show. We concentrate on local teams, local politics, what's happening in our city, local, local stuff in the city, city and state. But David Griffin was on NBA, t- NBA TV uh, this past uh, weekend, and uh, he made some comments about the Zion situation. And to me, I think they're categorically false. You know, I think they're trying to play a narrative once again instead of just being completely honest about what's going on. And I'm going to do a little quick about face on my producer, Rudy Dixon. And we're going to go with this segment first. When you listen to David Griffin and you hear what he has to say, it's – He's not telling the whole truth here about the Zion situation. And to me, the truth will set you free, okay? That's what this, this program is about. That's what I've set my career on. Tell the truth, okay? It may hurt. It may not be, again, good for the franchise, or it might not look good on you, but tell the truth. People will respect you for telling the truth. And in this case, David Griffin's not telling the whole truth to NBA TV about what transpired over this season. Let's give a listen. Was there any doubt that you had that he was going to sign this extension that he wanted to be a part? Like, or is this just 100% you're just like, this is dumb noise from the outside. Like, we know what this is. We know what this situation is. Well, I, I think there's, there's so many factors that come into this just internally. So forget all the noise first. Sure. All of the factors that came into this in terms of his injury situation and all of that, sure, you have doubt because as you're going through the season, you really don't know where it's going to go. And he was legitimately injured, and his bone didn't heal. So it wasn't a situation where he ever withheld himself from us. It was he wasn't healthy. And so you hoped you would get to some point in the future where you could say, okay, now he's ready to play skilled basketball. And fortunately, we got to that point. But in terms of whether or not he wanted to stay, Zion had always been very clear with us about what he wanted, what his goal set was. He never wavered off of any of that. What he didn't do was take his narrative into his own hands last year Mm -hmm. by not speaking. And in the absence of facts, people will make them up. And I I I love doing it. It's uh, (laughs) one of my favorite pastimes. And and I I think that's that's really kind of the object lesson just for us organizationally is we could have controlled the narrative a lot better. It didn't matter. What we wanted him to do was be able to get healthy. And fortunately, he has. And we've got a team that really did a, a nice job of making its way through the play-in situation and gave Phoenix probably more than they anticipated. And now we're just going to drop a healthy Zion Williamson into the mix. We no feel like deal. we got a chance yeah. to be a little better. All right, that was uh, David Griffin this week on, on NBA TV. Look, first of all, come on. You're not buying that. Nobody's buying that, right, at this point, okay? Uh, 
if Zion was happy and content here in New Orleans, okay, if there was a, a, a total commitment, we wouldn't have had all the noise that we, that we had, okay? Should they have done a better job? Absolutely. Both Zion and the club should have been, been a, done a better job in, in clarifying, again, their, their positions. But let me say this. Um, this is a situation where we were told it was toxic, right? I mean, that's, that's what we were told. We were told it was toxic. And when you look at what he was able to do in, in terms of changing the narrative for the team throughout the season when he was on the hot seat, made a mistake with Van Gundy. He admitted, again, the personnel mistakes. He ridded those, uh, those, uh, the, um, uh, those mistakes uh, and in a way, pure genius in the way he did it. You know, again, putting protections on draft picks and, and maybe, again, uh, and trading those draft picks two and three times, right? Uh, having this, this treasure chest of second-round picks uh, that he could utilize, again, if he didn't give up a first-round pick that would revert to second-round picks. I mean, look, what Trajan Langdon and David Griffin did to remake this roster very, very quickly Okay, with a few trades and, of course, again, a great draft class was, was fantastic. But the linchpin of it all was Zion Williamson. Remember, they told us that, that, again, he would be back for the beginning of the season. Zion said it. Griffin said it. They all said it. And it didn't happen. Now, you can say it was miscalculation on their part. But, again, from that point forward, there was a separation between the two parties. Okay? You cannot tell us that, again, there was not. Look, there were two two reporters that I had on, on, my, on my radio and TV shows consistently that came out and said that, again, that, that the situation between Zion and, and the club was strained. Even, again, when, when Griffin tried to say it at the dais, on, on the day that, that, that Zion uh, uh, signed his contract, where, again, he said that he didn't feel it was strained. And, of course, Zion started making all these, you know, like laughing, kind of moving back as if to say body language, hey, it was strained on my end. It got to the point at one point in the, city, in, in, in the season, and if you remember this, okay, Fletcher Mackle and Jeff Duncan, okay, both longtime reporters in this town, both guys that are plugged in out on Airline Drive, came out and said on more than one occasion on my TV and radio show, that, again, there were members of the organization that did not believe that, that Zion would ever wear a Pelicans uniform again. Now, you can't tell me that, that that's not a strained relationship. So when you, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to change the narrative now to make it seem like it's kumbaya. It's far from kumbaya. It's far from kumbaya. Maybe now it is, but it wasn't before. Now, you can look at what Willie Green was able to do. In, in terms of, again, turn, changing the narrative after going on, what, 1-12 and 12 and 3-16 and 16, and the miraculous change, the C.J. McCollum trade, which, again, solidified this team and bringing in a guy like Larry Nance, Tony Snell, who played well early but, again, f- uh, faded. Nance, who came in and was a huge part of the, of the, of the, um, uh, the playoff run. And, and what C.J. McCollum did in terms of immediately coming in and being a leader for this team, Okay. Uh, and you, we can talk about all of it. We can talk about the maturation process of Brandon Ingram, how great the three rookies played, that, that when they came in and what they meant to this team. I mean, all those things like obviously, again, had, a, had to go into the changing of the narrative for Zion Williamson. But remember, it's, there were reports that the, that the, that the uh, team was not happy about him going to Portland and rehabbing uh, away from the, away from the uh, facility. 
even though, again, I said on this on this radio show and my TV show, look, I don't care where he rehabs. If you, if the best is if the best rehab facility is in Portland with Nike, let him go to Nike and rehab. Who cares? As long as he get back on the court. There was some consternation between, again, the Zion Williamson camp and also and also the Pelicans on whether he was getting back on the floor. And that was something that, again, lingered throughout the entire season until they actually shut him down uh, and would not let, allow him to play during the playoff run. Clearing him only, what, just about a month, just a few weeks ago, right? So all this talk, okay, about, yes, uh, everything was fine. Yes, we could have we done a little better and maybe, a, a, you know, with the narrative. No, you should have done a lot better. And hopefully you learn from this. Yes, Zion should have spoke up. Why Zion did not speak up is mind-blowing to me. If Zion would have spoke up early instead of, again, using the Jordy Collada show with his dad uh, or using social media uh, in a lot of cases without him speaking on, again, where he was, we wouldn't have had the narrative from all the national pundits out there that Zion's not happy in New Orleans. And, look, that was a circus. You know, I, I, applaud, the, the, or I applaud the team, the, the, the players, the, uh, Willie Green, his staff, for being able to, again, compartmentalize this and not worry about what was going on with Zion. But... You, you cannot convince those of us that were here so that, that, again, there was not an issue behind the scenes between the Zion camp and, and the Pelicans. They can, they, they can talk a good game all they want now, but it's over. Look, they're over there, when you start talking about where they are, okay, and the, the, the extension, which, again, is a max extension, there, there's, a whole, there's, there's millions of reasons of why an individual like Zion obviously would come in and sign that. And we've seen this before. Even Ed Daniels asked the question at the press conference, hey, what's the difference between this signing of a, of a Max deal and the signing of a Max deal by Baron Davis, by Chris Paul, and by Anthony Davis, all who burned this city and moved on? Well, maybe Zion's different. We keep hearing he loves the small city, etc. loves North. Look, I hope he does. And I hope he plays his career out here. And I hope that ultimately this offseason, that again, that he's putting the work in and, and, and trying to, again, expand his game. And I hope he's going to be healthy. And, 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 and again, this team is going to take the next step. But don't, again, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. At the end of the day, members from that, uh, of the Pelicans organization leaked to Jeff Duncan and to Fletcher Mackle, that again there were feelings within the organization that Zion would never play another another game in a Pelicans uniform. Those guys do not go out and report that. Ultimately, if if it was not told to them by someone in the organization they could trust, and probably someone high up in the organization, who that is, obviously I have no idea. But what you're saying is now is that Jeff Duncan and Fletcher Mackle were lying. Okay, that they were lying. Because both of those guys came on my TV and radio show and said, man, look, doesn't look like he's going to play another game. There are members of this organization that feel like he's never going to play another game in a Pelicans uniform. That's a far cry from, from what we're hearing now. Okay, with everything. Oh, no. It was never. There, 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 was, there was no, no issue between Zion. There was no issue between. No, there was issues. Okay, so they just admit it. There were issues. Now, are the issues solved now? Hopefully. Hopefully they're, they're solved again so they won't, they won't eat their ugly head again. And then Zion's going to fit in, and he's, and he's going to be, again, a big part of why this team ultimately becomes, hopefully one day, an NBA champion. But he can go, Griff can go on NBA TV and talk all that, all, talk all that crap and all that he wants. But at the end of the day, again, there were reporters in this town who were plugged in, who got this information from the organization. 
And ultimately, pardon me, pardon me, and ultimately, we're in a situation where at least they felt leading up to the end of the season that maybe Zion wasn't going to be part of this team going forward, and, and he would be one of the first, he would be the first rookie our first veteran going coming out of that rookie contract did not sign that extension. Now, look, there, there were plenty of reasons why he's going to sign the extension and why he was going to sign the extension. Everything seems great now. They're doing all the right things. Zion is out. He's in the community. He's out the YMCA. Again, he's giving back, giving back to the city. He's Again, he's professed his love for the city. His family's professed their love for the city. It's all great, fantastic. Don't pretend like this didn't happen. This was a circus that we dealt with on this program almost on an ongoing basis through the, through the entire season. In a lot of cases, again, took away from what was going on. Now, early in the season when you're 1-12 and 3-16, and, and 16, again, uh, obviously the national media is jumping all over it. And you had guys like Perkins and others, again, who continued to say that New Orleans doesn't deserve a, uh, deserve a basketball team, that we're not, you know, we're not a basketball city, right down the line. Look. All that was a byproduct of what this organization allowed to continue to fester. When, when they could have stepped up and, and had a press conference, stepped up 100 times and said, Zion and, I, and, I, Zion and, and the team are fine. Okay, we're working toward the same goal. Zion's saying the same thing, but it wasn't like that. So don't paint a picture today uh, of, again, uh, of this, this beautiful family that was together and everybody was on the same page and, you know, and, and it was all kumbaya and everybody else was wrong. Because, again, you led to this situation. You're leaking things to reporters here in New Orleans saying that, again, that, that you don't believe that Zion's ever going to play again in a, in a Pelicans uniform. Then, then you're jumping on NBA TV and saying, well, we could have done a better job. But come on, David. Come on, Griff. Just be honest. That's all we ask for in New Orleans, just honesty. Just be honest. If y'all had a problem, you had a problem, you solved it, and everything's good now. But don't pretend now there wasn't a problem. I mean, the body language of, of, of Zion Griffin, at, at, uh, of, of Zion Williamson, next, sitting next to David Griffin on the day of showed us that on the day that he signed the contract. Just be honest. That's all we ask for is honesty at the end of the day. And, you know, that's, that's how we can trust you as, as, again, Vice President of Basketball Operations. That's why, again, we lost the trust we did at the beginning of the season because you were talking out of both sides of your mouth. Rather have somebody, again, that comes in and just be a straight shooter and tell like it is. Even Mickey Loomis, who, again, won't tell you anything, in, in a lot of cases, better than, again, coming out and trying to change the narrative when you know that there was an issue before. And the hope, the hope is, again, that issue is put to bed, and we won't have to deal with it ever again. But huh, I'm not buying it. Play it one more time for me, uh, Rudy. I'm not buying anything he's saying, for the most part, in this clip. Or is this just 100% you're just like, this is dumb noise from the outside. Like, we know what this is. We know what this situation is. Well, I, I think there's there's so many factors that come into this just internally. So forget all the noise first. Sure. All of the factors that came into this in terms of his injury situation and all of that, sure, you have doubt because as you're going through the season, you really don't know where it's going to go. And he was legitimately injured, and his bone didn't heal. So it wasn't a situation where he ever withheld himself from us. It was He wasn't healthy. And so you hoped you would get to some point in the future where you could say, okay, now he's ready to play skilled basketball. And fortunately, we got to that point. But in terms of whether or not he wanted to stay, 
Zion had always been very clear with us about what he wanted, what his goal set was. He never wavered off of any of that. What he didn't do was take his narrative into his own hands last year mm -hmm. by not speaking. And in the absence of facts, people will make them up. And I, I, think I love doing it. That's <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. And, yeah. and I, I, I think that's, that's really kind of the object lesson just for us organizationally is we could have controlled the narrative a lot better. It didn't matter. What we wanted him to do was be able to get healthy, and fortunately he has, and we've got a team that really did a, a nice job of making its way through the play-in situation and gave Phoenix probably more than they anticipated. And now it, it did matter, ladies and gentlemen, because it was a circus all season long. And you can't say it did matter now. It did matter. It did matter. It mattered because it embarrassed the city. It was a constant battle, again, on social media with individuals, again, that love basketball here in New Orleans. Again, trying to be able to, start, again, to put out the word that, again, we are a basketball city, that, again, we do love basketball. And, and then ultimately, again, that we can't control the Zion Williams situation. And they couldn't control it either. They couldn't control it either. So I'm not going to sit back and, and, and like everybody else, just say, oh, yeah, well, Griff's telling the truth. He's not telling the truth. Because, again, either he's, either he's telling the truth and you're telling me two reporters are lying. You're telling me Jeff Duncan and Fletcher Mack are lying. Because, again, both, both of those guys got on this program, got on my TV show and said the same exact thing. Zion is not going to uh, that, that, again, there are members of this organization, high-ranking members of this organization, who don't believe Zion is ever going to play in a Pelicans uniform again. That's a far cry from what, what um, Griff just said. And all I'm asking for is honesty. That's all. Just be honest. Just be honest. Could you have controlled the narrative? You should have controlled the narrative. That's part of your job. Control that narrative. Don't let it get to the point where, again, uh, that national media members are crapping all over New Orleans, okay, and saying, that, again, we're not a basketball city. And I'll say it right now. We are a basketball city, okay? But we need – the difference between basketball and football in a lot of cases, you've got to put a winning product on the field. But I do want to remind some individuals who, again, who, again have amnesia in this town, right, uh, what it looked like in, when it came to the New Orleans Saints pre-Katrina. Okay, I, I've been a season ticket holder since 1981. I didn't miss a game, right? So, I mean, I know how filled that dome was before Sean Payton came here and Drew Brees. Yes, there were times, again, obviously, again, during the Dome Patrol years and, and the situation with, uh, with uh, Jim Moore where, again, that place was packed. But there were also times when, again, 30,000 people was the max in, in that dome where, again, Arnie Filco was, was, again, going to business and begging them to buy tickets so the, the blackout would be lifted, okay, on, on, on a Friday. Uh, late Friday afternoon, we're all waiting to see if the blackout's going to be lifted. Okay, that was another part of this. So, New Orleans backs a winner. Yeah, we love the Saints. We love the Jazz back in the day. We love the Pels, but they back a winner. So, at the end of the day, as long as the Pels are winning, that place is going to be packed. But don't change the narrative on us. Okay, don't try to, don't, just, you might be able to get away with it nationally, but those of us that live here know better. Let's go to Jack in River Ridge. Jack, welcome. Hey Eric. Hey Eric. I'm not going to read a lot. Of, I agree with most of everything you said, but uh, you know, the um, Zion did the easy part the other day, okay? Because because his team his team in Willie Green did the hard part. They, they came back from a deep hole early in the season to make a nice run into the playoffs, okay? And so because they did that work, it allows Zion. To, to walk into a situation where he can be the centerpiece of a really nice young team, okay? And he gets a $200 million contract. I, I, 
there were people on Twitter trying to give him credit for that. I, I don't see it. it. It doesn't really matter what he says. It only matters what he does from now on. 100% agree. But, again, you're not going to convince me that there was not, again, a riff, a problem between the organization and, and Zion. Okay? You're not going to convince me of that. Uh, again, too many, especially when two local reporters that I trust that, that have come on this program all the time said as much. And where do you think they got it from? Okay? Think they got it from the ball boy? No. They got it from somebody high in the organization. Because the organization was bracing the city for the possibility that he might not sign that extension. But again, I give Willie Green and the team all the credit. What, like you right. just said, they turned it around. That made this palpable for Zion, again, to be able to stay here along with, wait a minute, 231 out of the million reasons why, again, why he would stay. And, and then, Eric, um, if, if they didn't want all these uh, rumors and, and all, this, all these stories to go around, do you think um, at any point had the team or Zion called the public, you had to call the press conference to tell the truth, do you think the national and local media wouldn't have showed up for that? You oh, know, Zion's in the press conference and playing woe is me. You know, oh, they were saying bad things about me. Well, that's on you. You know, no, and, up, like, and that's the one thing I agree about Griffin in, in, in the cut. Griff, Griff said that Zion could have taken more control. Well, Zion should have taken control. But also the organization should have taken control as well of the narrative. Okay? But, again, that's because the organization, that, that's because there was a riff. If there wasn't a riff, they both would have sat at the dais and said, we love each other, kumbaya, I'm hurt, I just can't play, but when I'm, when I'm healthy, I'm back, I'm here. Now, Zion said all through this situation, anybody that would have asked me, I would have told them I would have stayed in New Orleans. The problem is nobody could find him. Okay, he right. wasn't talking. And the organization, and that's when the organization steps up. But you're not going to tell me that Jeff Duncan and Fletcher Mackle made this up. And that's basically right. what Zion Williams, uh, that's, I'm sorry, that's basically what David Griffin is telling the national media now. They made that up. Yeah. You didn't see Zion until they were in the playoffs. You know, he, exactly. was, he was he just an action. So. No doubt about it. Agreed. Anyway, Eric, thanks, Jack, thanks for the phone call. call. No, I'm just calling, just, calling, just calling him out on it, and he needs to be called out on it. Okay, don't, don't, don't stand in front of the national media now because you're the darling of the national media and, and, and say this when, again, we saw what was happening in New Orleans in real time. Appreciate the phone call, my friend. Appreciate the phone call. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on up in Baton Rouge with Dale Brown Court. Okay? We, well, I have been an advocate for Dale Brown Court since I hit the airwaves in 2002. Okay? Um, and so I'm not a Johnny-come-lately on this deal. Okay? I've been talking about it forever. Dale Brown deserved to have that court named after him. Shouldn't have taken 25 years to name the court after him. And now there's a move within the Board of Supervisors to possibly change that. I'll tell you about that next on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you again by our friends over at Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Again, a limited edition Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Get out there and get it. It's at your favorite spirit stores now. Also, again, should be at your favorite restaurant or, again, your favorite bar. If it's not, again, demand it. Tell, tell, tell your bartender, tell, tell your restaurateur that you want, you want Henry's Neptunia Gin in that bar. And, of course, uh, again, more than that, get out there and, and get yourself a bottle. Bring it home. Again, share it with your friends and family. Henry's Neptunia Gin, only around for, again, one year, 12 months. Uh, so get out there and get it. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system? It's Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Again, folks, they're doing only the work that's necessary. 
Uh, these NACE certified technicians are, again, uh, certified to be able to work on any system. They do the continuing education to keep up with everything that's going on in the air conditioning, uh, uh, in the air conditioning uh, uh, realm. And let me say this right now, folks, only doing the work that's necessary. That's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Visit the paint and auto body experts at Mako today. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We've got guests in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com will join us talking a little about NIL, uh, the 2023 uh, 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 signing class. Got the verbal commitments, let me say that. And then uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at uh, 535 in his normal spot. All right. I've said it before. I've been, I've been touting and, 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 um, and been in the, the court of pushing for Dale Brown to have his name on the PMAC court since – I had a microphone in 2000, since I was given a microphone in 2002. So this is, again, over, this is 20 years of, of again, talking about this, right? Um, and I was excited and, 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 again, pleased when finally it happened last season. But I can tell you right now, if, if I was Dale Brown or his family, I would be so pissed at LSU right now for the way that they treated him since his retirement. They've never stood behind him, okay, when it, when it came to the NCAA, okay? The NCAA blackballed him and the LSU program. After coercing, okay, and also pressuring Lester Earl, former LSU player, into saying that Dale Brown and Johnny Jones gave him a shoebox of money, uh, you know, with, 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 gave him a shoebox with $5,000 with $5, of it in, in, in that shoebox. When, in fact, later on, Lester Earl, who ended up at Kansas, right, recanted that, again, neither Brown nor Jones paid off Earl to play at LSU. And, in fact, it was the NCAA that pressured him into doing, into saying that, into lying. The NCAA pressured him into lying or they were going to take away his eligibility, would not allow him to transfer to Kansas. So LSU left again, let, let, let his reputation be smeared by the NCAA. This is an entity that he fought for almost his entire career. And we say fought. Well, we, you know, he was, yes, back and forth. But why did he fight the NCAA? 
because there were archaic rules, okay, that uh, in a lot of cases were racist and, and, again, went against the poorest of the poor student-athlete, hurt them the most. For decades, he fought on, on behalf of the student-athletes, attacking, what, 43 rules, changing 32 of them with, with a letter-writing campaign with, again, using his pu- pulpit to, to be able to, again, change these rules. NCAA didn't like it. Got rid of, again, racial and, and, and indignant, ar- archaic rules. He fought the NCAA as a head coach at, 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 at LSU. They didn't like it, so they set him up. Pure out set him up. Those individuals should have went to jail for what they did, okay? At the, at the very least, again, should have been sued in court uh, for, for, again, assaulting the character of Dale Brown. But it never happened. But then where was LSU? Nowhere. Nowhere to be found. In fact, there are some individuals out there that still harbor, again, deep hatred for Dale Brown. Well, maybe, again, it's the Lester Earl situation. Maybe it's the last four years that, that he was at LSU and where, again, he didn't have the greatest seasons. And some people say they thought that he let it slip. They let the program slip. Maybe he did. But 25 years as LSU's men's basketball coach, he brought SEC titles, NCAA appearances, and Final Fours. Outside of maybe the Maravich era, the smaller era of Maravich again, uh, Doing when doing his thing up in Baton Rouge, it was the greatest run of college basketball in the history of LSU. Year after year, Dale Brown's teams were incredible. Okay, fun to watch. He brought in again some of the some of the biggest names in in in, in that ended up in, in college basketball. Okay, still today, again when you talk about some of the most recruited when the talented players that he, that he recruited in LSU history, made LSU basketball into a power in a post Maravich year. But yet it took 25 years to honor his accomplishments by, by renaming the, the, the PMAC floor in his honor. And in petty LSU fashion, they took a sticker and stuck it in the, cor- in the corner of the court. That's all he got for 25 years of service to the LSU program. Now there's a move afoot with the LSU Board of Supervisors to add Sue Gunther's name, Sue Gunther's name to the court, changing it from the Dale Brown Court to Gunther Brown Court. I will say despis- despicable and tragic. Not because Gunther doesn't deserve the honor, okay? But because if LSU wanted to honor both of those coaches, then they should have done that in the initial renaming process. It should have been named for both. It's now a slap in the face to Dale Browns to even broach the subject of changing the name to Gunther Brown Court. It's too late. That ship has sailed down. Look, she has a statue of her in the PMAC corridor, right? That should suffice. Should suffice. Look, there's a story that I, that I posted on my, social, on my social media page, on my, actually on Twitter, that was written by Tim Buckley, who did a great job for Tiger Rag. He states that there's at least one Board of, board of Supervisors member that's going forward with this effort in the name of quote-unquote equality, okay? To which I say, too late. The honor belongs to Dale Brown. If the Board of Supervisors want to honor Sue Gunter, okay, other than the statue, then find another way because you're embarrassing LSU right now. You're embarrassing the state, and it's a slap in the face to Dale Brown. And, again, all the players that played under him, all he has done and has accomplished for LSU. Furthermore, in the Buckley article, it it claims that the Dale Brown sideline sticker was only temporary. But yet still today, okay, July the 11th, LSU has done nothing to be able to go back and put a permanent sticker um, uh, on, on that court. Now, supposedly, before the, before the month's out, as they're doing the resurfacing work on, on, on the floor at the PMAC, 
there's going to be a full-size sticker that's supposed to be installed on the court when it's resurfaced. What that looks like, I have no idea. But based on, again, how Brown has been treated, it's anyone's guess that, again, it may be a little bitty, little bitty sticker hidden on the sidelines, okay? Just like what it is right now, which is a joke. The sticker should be prominently displayed at midcourt like all other courts that have been renamed, okay? I don't understand this at this point. I don't understand the hatred and disrespect for Dale Brown, his accomplishments, his legacy. And I think it's, again, it's despicable and an embarrassment to everyone involved in this. Now, we don't know how far this is going to go with the Board of Supervisors. LSU Athletic Department has nothing to do with this. This is a Board of Supervisors situation. Okay, they put a committee together to try to figure this out. The committee finally, it took 25 years. Okay, this man is still living to be able to have, see his name on a little corner of the court. When, again, I look around the SEC and I see prominent names that, again, uh, that, that, again, coach, coached in, in these universities, these huge, they, their names to be emboldened all over the court where you can't miss it. Okay, you need a microscope to find Dale Brown's name. And now, again, you, you, want, to, you want to do an about face and you want to do Gunter Brown Court? Look, I talked about that during this, this, this process because people seem to be, again, so against having it as Dale Brown Court that I even said it at one point just so f- frustrated by the situation that, you know what, make it Brown Gunter Court. Make it Gunter Brown Court. Who cares? Let's just get it done. But they didn't do it that way. They gave it to Brown. So it belongs to Brown. Okay, you can't sell it now to another company to try to make money off the naming rights. The court belongs to Dale Brown, like the Assembly's Center belongs to Pete Maravich. You've done this. You put their names out there. We can continue to put statues out. We can continue to, to, to again, drop banners. But at the end of the day, that, that court is named for Dale Brown. And any move by the Board of Supervisors is, again, is, in a, is a slap in the face to everything that Dale Brown has meant to LSU. Where's the sanity here, Okay on this situation. It's absolutely remarkable that we're even talking about this once again. Now, I know it's one female Board of Supervisors member, okay? But still, there is a, there is a, a group of individuals that still are in Baton Rouge, are still a part, a part around the state, that still have great hatred for LSU. And a lot of those individuals are uninformed because they want to go to point at the Lester Earl situation. And it's been rebuffed. Nothing happens in the NCAA. The only one that was hurt in this situation were Johnny Jones and Dale Brown and the LSU program. So let's stop the nonsense talk. Let's stop embarrassing our state and, again, the flagship university of the state of Louisiana. And let's quit embarrassing Dale Brown and his family by even having this conversation at this point. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. The court needs to be renamed for Dale Brown, which it is, and you need to prominently put that out there and show the respect that he deserves for his accomplishments as an LSU basketball coach. And anything less is despicable. Despicable on the part of the individuals that, again, put this together and those that decided to put that little bitty, little bitty sticker in the corner of the court and think that would suffice. We'll see. We'll see very soon, again, what they think of LSU when the permanent sticker goes down. We'll see what LSU thinks of Dale Brown when that permanent sticker goes down. And I, for one, along with a lot of other member, members of the media in this, in this state, will be watching very closely. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a generator for your home, uh, Burkhardt, is, again, they are the experts. Uh, they'll come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation. It'll probably be Jason Burkhardt, and uh, the, they'll figure out what you need for your home or your business uh, to power up the, uh, your home or business when the electricity goes out. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of different generators out there. 
And then, of course, they'll put you down for a single-day install. That's right, a single-day install, folks. You can finance that generator over time. Remember, 24-7, 365 emergency service and a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. Generator sales and service. Burkhart, they're the experts, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Henry Steptunia Gin. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Hurricane victims, good news. Here's a company that can maximize your claim and make your insurance do what's right. Here's what folks had to say about them. My insurance kept changing adjusters on me. That stopped when ClearClaim got involved. Insurance told me I didn't have enough damage to meet my deductible. Then I got a clear claim and ended up getting paid more money than I thought possible. My insurance only wanted a patch in my roof instead of paying for a full roof. ClearClaim told them, no way, you aren't getting away with that. I lost all hope after the hurricane until I spoke with ClearClaim. I was shocked with joy when they made my insurance pay me $92,000 more. I was worried about having to pay for a public adjuster, but after I realized how it works, it was a no-brainer. Listen, folks, you pay for insurance, then when it's time for them to pay you, they play games with your money. You've got two choices, do nothing and get nothing, or look out for you and your family and call ClearClaim today. Even if your claim has already been paid, closed, or denied, that's fine. Even if you've already done repairs, call 504-677-8000. 
Every three seconds, someone needs blood. And with high summer temps comes low supplies of this life-saving product. That's why the Blood Center is teaming up with Bluebell Ice Cream for Pint for a Pint to celebrate National Ice Cream Month and in summer blood shortage. Visit thebloodcenter.org to find a blood drive or donor center near you and consider calling 800-86-BLOOD to organize your own blood drive. Donate blood today. This is how life flows. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Mike Scarborough and Larry Holder come up in the second hour. Today's program brought to you by Henry's Neptunia Gin. Again, it's a limited edition. Henry's Neptunia Gin for you. Get out there and enjoy, again, the great crisp taste of, again, Henry's Neptunia Gin in a favorite spirit store, your favorite bar, or your favorite restaurant near you. We'll be right back. At the French Quarter Courtyard on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie.
You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Until six o'clock, brought to you by our friends at Hendrix Gin. Again, uh, Hendrix Neptunia Gin, limited edition, created at the Hendrix Gin Palace on the rugged shores of uh, Scot Southwest Scotland. Hendrix Neptunia was inspired by again the poetic melody of waves that enchanted uh, their master distiller, Miss Leslie Gracie. Uh, again, who was a former, has a background in chemistry, right? Uh, as she, she strolled the local beaches. Uh, because, again, the uh, folks at Henry's allow her to be doing experimentation, we've seen these limited edition Henry's gins come out, uh, Lunar, uh, 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 Summer Solstice, uh, and, of course, her fascination with botanical pairings. Uh, this time, Miss Gracie has extracted the magic of the allure of the sea and bottled in a gin, and, of course, it is Neptunia gin, which refers to goddess of the sea. Uh, get out there and enjoy, again, the fantastic um, spirit um, that have been brought to you now by our friends over at, at Hendrix, part of the William Grant family uh, of, um, of, uh, of spirits. Uh, notes of coastal freshness, balanced with, again, notes of alluring juniper uh, character. Deep in, um, you've got um, lengthened by deep earthy notes of locally sourced seaside, uh, Scottish seaside botanicals. And uh, also, again, fresh coastal herbs, and which gives you an unmistakable crisp citrus finish. Get out there and get this limited edition, edition Henrik's Gin, uh, which can be found at your favorite spirit store. Should be at your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar. Again, like Midsummer Souls and Lunar, uh, highest selling limited edition spirit in the super premium gin category. Get out there where you can now and get it. Uh, it's, of course, Hendrix's Gin. It's funny, I was in the, uh, in the break, and a lot of times I get... You know, text from friends, uh, you know, family members, etc. A buddy of mine texts me and says, oops, uh, there goes David Griffin. Guess he'll never be on the show. Uh, let me just say this right now, as I, as I told him. I could care less. You know, I, I'm more worried about telling the truth. You know, you know, you know there was a time when John DeShazer was on this show when he was with the times Picayune all the time. He doesn't come on the show anymore. He's part of the Saints organization. Sean Kelly, when he was the play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, was on the show all the time until he became part of the, of the Saints organization. Okay? Uh, Todd Graffanini, who, I, who again, I, uh, on this program, on my, on my TV show, campaigned for him to be the Saints color, um, so the Saints play-by-play guy and, and the Pelicans play-by-play guy. Has, has, has not been on this show since, again, he became the Pelicans play-by-play guy. You think that's a coincidence? Okay. 
Peyton never came on this show. Breeze never came on this show. Loomis won't come on this show. Lauscher came on this show because he didn't like what I was saying about, about uh, the situation between the Saints and the Catholic Church, so he wanted to straighten that out, right? Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, again, I don't get members of the Saints organization, the Pelicans organization, because why? I've been critical of them. My criticism goes back to, again, when Benson was trying to sell the team, or, sorry, when Benson was trying to take the team away from the, away from the city before Katrina, and then, of course, what happened in the days after Katrina. And I've never let up. I tell the truth. At the end of the day, if that means I don't have access, then I don't have access. Okay? I have season tickets. I can go to the games. I can see what I need to see. I do my homework consistently, but what I do consistently is tell the truth. And if that means lack of access, that means, again, I can't have Todd Graffinini on the program or John DeShazer. I'm not going to get a coach. The general manager's not coming on, vice president of basketball operations. Uh, you know, Mrs. Benson, it doesn't matter to me because I'd rather tell the truth. I'd tell the truth about what's going on. I am fearless when it comes to the truth. And if that, again, that in some way keeps me, again, out of the loop where uh, I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, uh, you know, fed guest, well, then so, so be it. I played that game before when we first came on, when Sports Rap first started, and they were trying to prove something to Buddy Deliberto that they could set up a radio show, and I'm grateful for what they did. Greg Benzel sent me every single Saints coach, every single Saints player I wanted. He went out and got, and got correspondents from around the country to be able to join us on, on our fledgling show back in 2002 when we started that show, and we were grateful for it, and I'm grateful today. But not grateful to enough to, to say that I'm not going to tell the truth. I don't care what the politician. There was a reason why the governor never came on, a reason why, again, we went through three different mayors and, uh, and they wouldn't come on. Why? Because I was telling the truth. Telling the truth. And some individuals don't like the truth being told on them. So, yeah, what I said today is probably going to alienate me with David Griffin. But, again, what I was saying when David Griffin was faltering was going to alienate me from it. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to sit back and not tell the truth about what's going on, whether, again, what's going on with the sports teams in our city, whether it be on the, on the collegiate, the professional level, or again, what's happening in our city when it, come, when it comes to, again, politics, crime, uh, the economy, hospitality industry, whatever it is. That's what, that's what I do. I tell the truth. And if you don't like it, you can find another thing, something else to listen to. And for, and, 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 for, and for those individuals who, again, feel like, again, I'm coming after them, just the truth. Just the truth. And if their reaction is to be able to hold their individual, hold people that again get a check check from them from this show, this show has has again flourished without those individuals. Okay, both my TV and radio shows have flourished. I've been on the air for 20 years in New Orleans. Again, without having to kowtow to a politician, to a coach, or to or to an owner of, or, or again, or to those that are in charge of the teams. And I won't do it. I refuse to do it, and will never do it. So. I know my friend was, was sending me that in jest, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> I don't care. It don't matter. Okay, come on, don't come on, face me, don't face me, whatever. At the end of the day, I'm all, I'm, all I'm going to do is tell the truth. And that's what this show has been based off since day one, telling the truth. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Coming up in just a, about a minute or so, it's going to be uh, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. We'll talk to him about the LSU uh, uh, 2023 recruiting class. We'll talk to him about NIL. We'll finish up with Larry Holder of The Athletic. We'll talk some NFL with him. Don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your car is out of warranty and you're looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, it's Southern Tire. Period. The end. 
Southern Tire has the same diagnostic equipment. You get the dealership. Again, they're ASC certified technicians, are certified to be able to, again, work on today's new cars. And, of course, using that diagnostic equipment, uh, obviously they go hand in hand. Then you got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, something for everyone's budget. Uh, at Southern Tire, they got you covered with wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and, and again, financing is available. And then you got the Piazza family standing behind their work. I mean, look, I've said it before because I'm a lifelong New Orleanian. There is no way you stay in business in this town, especially, again, fooling with automobiles, right? Uh, if you're not treating your customers with respect, if you're not doing the job right the first time, and you're not cheating and gouging. The, the Piazza family have been, have been in business since 1972. 1972, I was, I was 12 years old when, uh, when uh, Tony Piazza opened up his business. And, of course, the longevity is why, because they take care of their customers. That's Southern Tire. Hickory Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. I'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. It's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory Airline in Metairie. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, he is a weekly contributor to our program, does a fantastic job with TigerBait.com, and I've said this over and over again to those Tiger fans out there that, again, maybe used to, you know, jump on the message board at TigerBait and maybe used to check it out every now and then. If you have not checked out the newest edition of TigerBait.com, well, man, you're way behind the times because Mike has taken this thing to the stratosphere. Uh, again, between this YouTube uh, channel that is, again, that is uh, every, every single day getting more and more followers to, again, the great uh, message board, which has always been a part of what he does, to, again, the, the scouting reports that you get on these, on these uh, incoming um, uh, uh, prospects, of course, and always telling it like it is when it comes to what's going on in the state program. Uh, TigerBait.com, be a subscriber if you're an LSU fan and join us on the program now, is Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, thanks for all the nice words, uh, Eric. Much appreciative. Mike, all true, brother. Before before we jump into it, how can folks subscribe? That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. You can try us out for $1 for a week. Uh, see how you like it. And, um, you know, if you think there's a little bit of a lull now, it ain't going to last long because SEC football media days are next week. And then after that, you're just a couple of weeks away from the start of fall camp and we're going to be out there at every opportunity that uh, we're allowed to at practice and, and every uh, player interview and Kelly and uh, doing our, our practice reports and all that that we do. So uh, we're about to kick in a whole other gear. Mike, I wanted to bring you on a little bit early this week. Normally we try to do this toward the end of the week because, you know, as, as the news starts to, to build up, but been an incredible 2023 um, again verbal commitment class to the LSU, to, to, to LSU with Brian Kelly and his staff have been able to do they're now at 13 um, before we get into again NIL and, and that situation just tell us about your overall thoughts on the class and you told us a little bit about some of the highlights last week of what you were looking for but I don't think he's done yet right there's still an opportunity for him to get so a few more players on, on in the fold oh, absolutely absolutely and they're actually at 14 now and so uh, think about this uh, you know, you and I were talking uh, three, four weeks ago, a month ago, and LSU fans were really getting anxious and, and nervous. What's going on? Everybody's, uh, you know, getting uh, commitments hand over fist. LSU's barely hanging inside the top 50. I think at one time they hit a 48th best, best recruiting class. And then in the span of a couple of weeks, they're up to 14 commitments and well inside the top 10, regardless of whatever service 
uh, you want to look at in their team recruiting rankings. And at 6 o'clock today, they're going to add another, uh, we believe, in uh, JoJo Stone from Georgia, a class of 24 wide receiver, an athlete that can play on both sides of the ball. LSU's taking him as a wide receiver, and they're beating out Georgia for him. So he's a class of 24 prospect, and I believe uh, that gives that, that will be the third commit uh, for the class of 2024. So, and there was a lot of Shelton Sampson buzz yesterday. I don't think that's going to take long. And then tomorrow morning at 1030, Caleb Jackson from Liberty right here in Baton Rouge, arguably the top running back in the state of Louisiana. Uh, him and Trey Holly are, are darn close and certainly compliment each other. He's going to announce his decision tomorrow between either LSU or Alabama. Just amazing, again, what the uh, LSU coaches have, have been able to do, Brian Kelly has been able to do, and again, and just – putting together this 2023 class. Now, these are verbal commitments. Obviously, they could change over time. But with that said, Mike, you and I talked about it. I've talked to others on this program about NIL. We know the legislature made it much easier for LSU to be able to deal with NIL with the change of the law uh, in this past session signed by the governor. But uh, what is the situation with NIL? Because that's the question I get now. Okay, we talked about how far LSU was behind in NIL. They didn't have the, the, the millionaires and billionaires to keep up. But, again, and, and, and do they have the companies that are willing to step up and be part of this? But all of a sudden, they got this incredible class that comes in in 2023 as verbal commitments. What part is NIL playing in that, if any? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, right now, I am unaware of any prospect for the class of 23 that LSU highly coveted that they lost because of an NIL situation. That's just that's not to say it can't happen, and I still think as it gets closer to mid-December in that first signing period, that things are going to get absolutely crazy, and there's going to be some you get that way, and there's going to be some you lose that way. Um, but I tell you what, I, I really believe, and and I don't have any uh, evidence of this, but just. I really believe that if Brian Kelly is dealing with a prospect and everything about the process and trying to get them to LSU is, is an NIL discussion, I, I could see him pushing away from the table and walking away from that type of kid. If there's no discussion about getting a degree, if there's no discussion about what kind of teammate they want to be, if, if everything's about dollars and cents, I could absolutely say that's not the kind of kid I want in my program. But NIL is the reality of the world we live in now, and these kids are going to be looking for something. Look, even Arch Manning, who comes from a well-off family, is looking for NIL money, right? So at the end of the day, obviously something had to be promised. Uh, Is there a group of of businesses? Is there, again, a group of individuals that have said to Brian Kelly, go get your prospects, we got that pool of money, we'll get it together. It'll be there when you need it. Exactly. There is. And, and I'm not saying that it's not a, a discussion that should be a, a, a dominant part of what's said, but it can't be the entire thing. You know, and, and, I, and, and, and I think a part of that, too, is each individual kid looking at themselves in a brand and being able to separate uh, business and the love of the game and, and the love of a team sport and being a part of a program in, in the LSU family. And that, and that goes probably for every coach that's on any kid's board 
I think I think most of your uh, your your coaches uh, are, are going to be that way with kids. Um, so if, if there's a, a an unscrupulous handler involved, which they are out there, or there's a there's an uncle who's um, uh, muddy in the process. Um, I don't think it's just Brian Kelly. I, I think there's going to be a lot of coaches uh, out there that are going to say, well, you know what, I don't need this. And one of the reasons why the, the question is being asked is, look, there, there's two kids from Louisiana. Trey Holly, as you mentioned, the, the coveted running back, uh, the kid Ashton Stamps out of Rummel. The rest of this class, oh, this is a national class. This is from sea to shining sea, from Long Beach, California to Miami, to Miami, Florida, from Indianapolis to Texas, from Georgia to, to Maryland, okay? So, you know, even Minnesota to Las Vegas. I mean, you've got players from all over the country that have verbally committed to LSU in the 2023 class. Yep, and so, and I think Caleb Jackson will be LSU, but uh, it, it's, it, the, Alabama certainly made that one very close. Um, but, you know, part of the 23, uh, discussion for the, for several months is the number of Louisiana kids that, uh, aren't going to be LSU Tigers. And you mentioned right. Arch Manning, Eli Holstein at Zachary's commit Alabama. Of course, uh, some very interesting, uh, news, uh, today, Alabama took a second quarterback in, in this 23 class. So what, what does that mean? Um, that 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 there's been rumors about uh, what Holstein might do for about 72 hours. Uh, so um, then you've got Jade Nosberry, uh, at U High. His older his older brother Austin signed with Auburn last year, and of course uh, you know he's right there on campus. And his dad is a, a, an associate athletics director at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Tackett Curtis at Manny. Um, you got Jordan Matthews at Woodlawn. Uh, you know, is he leaning a Stanford? LSU offered him about three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. And so, um, and they really want Ricky Collins, his quarterback at Woodlawn. They uh, offered him uh, uh, weeks ago. So, um, how many Louisiana kids are going to can go are, are going to end up going out of state? And each one of them, you know, th- there's some you know reasons why that makes sense. Um, and there's some other ones that I think, from a perception standpoint, uh, might you know be a problem in the eyes of some LSU fans. But if you dig deeper and, and, and understand the scenario with each one of them individually, um, you you can see you can see why it went it went down the way it did. Somebody asked the same question about um, uh, what's going on with Jay Johnson and the baseball team. That, that again, that same pool of money's out there that he has been given the, uh, the you know the go ahead in terms of NIL, and that's why they've had such a good recruiting class. Can you come on comment on that? Yeah, um, you you've got a guy uh, uh, NIL money that's being spent out there for baseball that's absolutely through the roof. Um, I think some of that uh, is probably also a part of of how you go and. Uh, take a, a pitching coach from the Minnesota Twins when they're in first place, and he leaves in midseason. Right. Um, and he's not done yet. And and then we're going to see once the dust settles on the Major League draft, which of his high school kids he's going to hold on to. And is there any in that realm a little bit late in later rounds that um, maybe some MLB teams are going to wish, you know what, uh, we had no idea that LSU was willing to spend that kind of money on NIL. 
mm-hmm. for a kid in this realm uh, to convince him to come to college. And, and so I, I don't know what those rounds are going to be, but um, with what he's doing so far, I mean, I, I saw Todd Walker a week ago say that he thought LSU and Tennessee were going to play for the national title in Omaha next year. So there you go. There you go. We'll see. And, and it's, uh, it's a little different. It's a little different situation now than what Major League Baseball has to deal with now. Because in the past, they'd come in with these big contracts for, for, these, for these, um, uh, these young prospects. And, of course, they had to be able to choose on whether to go to LSU for, for three years and try to win a national championship and be part of that prestigious program or go get the money. Now that you can, now you can go be part of the prestigious program and get some money. Maybe it's not as much as what the Major Leagues are offering. But that, remember, that pool of money is going to be there in maybe three years when you go back into the draft. Well, exactly, and he gets to sell that. Say, look, we've got an NIL deal. You get to get an education. You're not going to be stuck in the minor league system on buses for three years. Instead, you get to be a college kid and socially developed, um, maybe meet your future wife in Baton Rouge. You know, there's, there's, there's so much you can sell as an LSU baseball coach. So, you know, is it, is it going to get to the point where, where major league teams start to say, you know what? Um, you know, that kid we're looking at drafted at whatever pick, he's committed to this major college program. And if we really covet him, we might have to take him earlier than we thought or pay him more money than that spot normally warrants because mm-hmm. they, they actually can be competitive or not so far, not, not so far less that because they can offer school and, 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 the, and the college experience to the kid, and maybe both parents, and usually they are with a lot of your baseball players, are both college-educated professionals. And, you know, most you know, the demographic of your college baseball player, a lot of them are upper-middle-class upper kids or upper-class kids, a lot of them from private schools. And so a lot of them don't need the money. Um, you know, that, that's why programs like LSU have been successful for a long time. Uh, especially, you know, other SEC schools would always complain about LSU being able to have top, tops. And so, I mean, think of all the kids that uh, LSU got from Catholic High and elsewhere um, were because they knew either the kid was going to qualify for tops or, or a portion of it, or if they didn't, they, did, they knew the parents would pay the, the tuition with, 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 without blinking an eye. It's a different world we live in, Mike, and it's changing every every single day when it comes to again the the um, the collegiate game. No doubt about it. Mike, tell us about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe, and how folks can follow you on social media. That's it. Go to tigerbait.com. You can find me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike, and our YouTube channel is blowing up. Uh, I think we're the second largest YouTube channel for any LSU media outlet. LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. Um, we've been putting out some great shows there and a lot of interviews. And so go there, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And anytime we upload anything or go live, you'll, you'll get a, a, a notification to your cell phone. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time each and every week. All right, Eric. Talk soon. Thank you. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, with us each and every week here on the program. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. It's time for an insurance checkup, okay? Make sure you have sufficient coverage for the upcoming hurricane season. If you're looking for a company that's got you back when it comes to your insurance needs, you found them. It's Dave Miet Insurance. 504-556-0809. You want to save? Call Dave. His uh, website is a one-stop shop for you. When it comes to your insurance, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-C.com. 
You can set up a meeting with him at his uh, office next to Shogun. Uh, again, if you're looking for a company that's got your back when it comes to your insurance, you need an insurance checkup, think Dave Miet Insurance. That's 404 556 0809. You want to save? Call Dave. Today's program brought to you by Henry Neptunia Gin. I'm your, I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back with Larry Holder of The Athletic. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Are you a safe driver? Are you looking to save money? With DriveWise from Allstate, the safer you drive, the more you can save. At Allstate, better protection costs a whole lot less. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Still working an accident if you're on the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side at the Chapatula South Peters exit. Any delays are going to be solid if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection from Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also be mindful of an accident on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway right at the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound right at Clearview. And look out for an accident, General de Gaulle at Mar Avenue. I'm Ed Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. And now, a no-frills ad sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. In the market for a new air conditioning system, think Burkhart. They are the experts. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Also, again, um, their crews are experts in, in installing a system in your home or your business, no matter how tough. You know, they don't run away from the hard jobs. They don't. That's one of the great things about Burkhart. They'll figure out a way to get it done and get it done within code. And then, of course, when it comes to Burkhart, authorize itself some of the top brands in the industry. The service after the sales impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never gouge you, never cheat you. The Burkhart name means a lot uh, to, again, the Burkharts who work there, again, with the Burkhart family, and, of course, even those that work with them. Some of those technicians have been with Burkhart for 10, 15, 20 years. You want a company you can trust, it's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, um, I want to thank Mike Scarborough for joining us in the program. We turn our attention now to the NFL, writing for the writing for the Athletic now, and and of course uh, doing a great job covering the NFL and also the Saints is none other than Larry Holder. Larry, how are you, bud? Eric, I'm great, buddy. How are you? Doing great. How was the vacation? Family, you and the family had a good time. <laughs> yeah, had a real good time. Uh, uh, you know, heck, I actually got probably a couple more, a uh, <laughs> couple more weeks. Maybe I should probably take a little bit more, but now I'm still a uh, cranking on some things so yeah so we're, uh, we're all good i appreciate it beautiful man let's first of all i want to talk a bit about uh, this the situation with baker mayfield going to carolina now um obviously again the uh when, when you talk about the browns and and, and the uh, and the panthers the browns picking up the majority of his of his contract how do you think that changes the the panthers if at all Look, I do think it brings them an upgrade at quarterback, and obviously uh, we're in Saints country. That certainly uh, applies. And I, look, I, I, here's the thing: Baker Mayfield, two of his four seasons, uh, one was uh, actually really good. Uh, and then he's had another good one. Then he's had two, a couple of down years. Uh, last year, I think, was attributed a lot to the injury uh, that he's had with the shoulder, and. But still, I do think that it brings an upgrade to Carolina. Now, he's got to obviously get caught off to speed. And there is going to be, I'm assuming, some sort of quarterback battle there. And it's funny, it's the number one and number three picks overall in the, in the 2018 draft kind of going at it. Uh, and it's, he's definitely an upgrade because when he is good, he could be really good. Uh, but that's the thing. I mean, what what is he going to be able to bring to the table with Carolina? And when you look at it, I'm thinking that the way they have to run their offense, I think, uh, and we when uh, the trade first happened, uh, we wrote about it uh, uh, with, uh, I wrote about it kind of in a, in a trio with our, with our Panthers and, and Browns beat writer, but I wrote about it kind of in a, 
overall quarterback scale, just they need to be basically the Browns. Like the Panthers, to be effective, need to be the Browns in terms of they have to run the football really well. With, uh, when, they, when they were at their best, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were running it well, and then they didn't have to put as much pressure on Baker Mayfield to win games overall. Now, translate that over to Carolina – uh, that's going to lean on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, is he going to be healthy enough to do this? I mean, there are now definite injury questions with him. I mean, it's happened for a couple of years. And Carolina, they've tried to re- kind of reboot their offensive line this offseason. Uh, and we'll, we'll see if that works out. But uh, but I do think that it is an upgrade. But it's here's the thing. And we'll, we'll spin it back to the Saints. Is it a, a significant enough upgrade for me to say, all right, look, that Carolina has kind of surpassed the Saints in this division, I'd say no. I, I don't think so just because the Saints, their overall roster, uh, and, and it's not like Baker is I, – I don't know. It's hard. I, I wouldn't even put Baker – I would say Jameis Winston's probably a better quarterback mm-hmm. right now than Baker Mayfield. Yep, I would say that. You know, biggest problem has been, again, he says he plays through injuries. I, I'll, 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 um, I'll believe him. Uh, and he says that's hurt him. But the problem then, again, that, that, that I've seen is that when you can't get along with your receivers, when you can't get along with the players on your team, and you're supposed to be the leader of the team, that's a red flag. And there was a time when I was thinking, well, you know, before I looked at get a $50 million salary, right? <laughs> that, you know, maybe the Saints might look for him as a backup quarterback. But then when you start, again, kind of digging deep and seeing, again, all the issues that were going on within that locker room, that, again, at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield was the tip of it all, then you have to question, for a quarterback coming in, he's supposed to be the gun that brings the team together, that, again, is the leader of the team. In a lot of cases, it, it, again, when you hear the disgruntled receivers and, and the players that were on the Browns, he seemed to be more of a cancer than anything else. Well, I think it just goes back to his personality. I mean, I, I feel like Cleveland has been – willing to gamble on personality-flawed quarterbacks. And obviously they're gambling even bigger on, I wouldn't say personality, but uh, as far as uh, morality quarterback, which is one that they have now. But personality quarterback, they have been willing to gamble multiple times. They gambled on Johnny Manziel. They – gambled on Baker Mayfield his skills when he's great he's great but he certainly comes with the brashness and a uh, and a cockiness and I think that's probably rubbed people the wrong way and it's here's the thing it's funny because he butts heads with wide receivers and it one of them the most prominent was Odell Beckham Jr. and Odell doesn't get the benefit of the doubt because he's had his own ball-ups uh, in the past and so uh which is it is it Baker or is it Odell well guess what Odell goes to the Rams and plays really well uh, before he, he gets his knee hurt. So I, I think it's it's something that uh, Carolina has been chasing quarterbacks since Cam Newton. Uh, look, Teddy Bridgewater didn't work out. Sam Darnold has not worked out, and they're chasing again. And uh, you know, it's even look Cam, uh, Cam Newton. You could probably argue he had some great years, and then he had yep. some other years where. They were ready to walk away from him. So it, it, it's it's been probably since the back end of Cam Newton. They have been chasing quarterbacks since then, and uh, you know you, you're hoping 
uh, again, localizing it again. You're hoping right. if you're the Saints that you're not chasing a quarterback right now. You're hoping that Jameis can has kind of turned his right. act around. As you're and saying it, like I'm thinking it. <laughs> right. I'm, right. I'm thinking the exactly. same thing because we don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. We think we think we do after the seven games last year, but we don't know. We don't know what Peyton being away from the team is going to going to going to going to how that's going to happen. Uh, how that's going to uh, how that's going to work out. We don't know if, again, how Carmichael's going to work out without Peyton. And we surely don't know, again, how how Winston is going to be with the coming off a knee injury with a offensive line that, let's face it, has not been the strongest offensive line over the last couple seasons. Uh, a lot of that may be due to injury. Some of that due to maybe, again, when, when, when uh, Breeze was here, getting the ball out very quickly to mask some of those deficiencies. All that will come full circle in this on this offseason and, and in, into training camp on, again, uh, how good Jameis can be and how good this offensive line can be because he has the weapons now. He didn't have the weapons yeah. last year. Right, Eric, and you always ask me at the end, oh, what are you working on? And I'm doing like a huge dive on offensive lines and quarterbacks and, uh, you know, which ones have holes, which ones have improved. And the Saints I'm looking square at because uh, their pressure percentage last year uh, was in the bottom, I'd say, fourth of the NFL, which is not what you're used to seeing. They're used to be able to keep pressure off of the back of a quarterback. Part of that's Drew Brees, but part of that was the offensive line. Last right. year, obviously, they had musical chairs. Uh, and what what are they going to bring to the table this time around? Uh, you know, a healthy Eric McCoy gets it done. A healthy Ryan Ramchek gets it done. I know the fans now have more questions about Cesar Ruiz than they did two years ago. Fans sure. always have questions with Andres Pete, and then you're going to mm-hmm. come in with Trevor Penning. How is that going to work out? And so I know you have James Hurst, but you really want Penning to win the job mm-hmm. because you draft in first round. It means he's a better fit than Hurst. So I think that's all part of it. And, uh, you know, can James have a quick release? If you have a full receiver core ready to go, that will help. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of question marks. And it's funny, I've had people ask me, you know, what do you people within the athletic outside of you think about the Saints and I think a lot of people are obviously more skeptical than I am sure still I have all kinds of question marks and it's it's everywhere we used to not have these question marks Eric but Mm -hmm. it's it's all over the map you can have question marks at running back wide receiver tight end offensive line quarterback every spot you have a question mark and a viable one and that's not what we're used to here in New Orleans I agree. Larry, I've been saying it over the last few weeks. To me, again, he's got the weapons on offense in terms of the wide receivers. I think he's going to be more willing to throw the ball in tighter windows uh, because of the guys that he's got going out uh, for passes now than he did last year. But I still believe, again, going back to his time at Tampa, when he got into problems was when he trusted his arm too much to get that ball in there, but at the same time was not able to have fluid mechanics. And, again, you've seen when guys get around his legs, when he doesn't have the opportunity to be able to step into a pass, Again, those mechanics can go awry. It is incumbent upon this offensive line to be able to protect him like they protected Breeze. In a lot of cases, like I said, 
making him in a little fool's goal because Breeze knew the pre-snap read, knew where he was going with the ball, and got the ball out quickly. In a lot of cases, maybe saved out the, 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 the offensive line from getting a hurry or, again, uh, or again maybe a sack put on him uh, because he got the ball out quickly. Can Jameis do that? Can he trust this offensive line to, again, not mess with his mechanics so that we're not seeing passes go awry and the possibility of interceptions? Yeah, I think it it comes down to it's uh, it, it's a it's kind of a similar situation because it's not like Jameis is some runner. You're gonna have to trust oh. that the middle of the offensive line yes. can protect. And it comes down to I, I trust McCoy. It's gonna come down to Pete and Ruiz. And you think about Agreed. the offensive line, I mean look at it. It's four first round picks and a second round pick that you traded up for because mm-hmm. you felt like he was like he was certainly viable for your first pick that year. So, I mean, it, it has to happen. If they can protect him and he can climb the pocket, uh, then it comes down to, okay, is, is Michael Thomas there and still the right. same guy? Is he healthy? Can he do it? Right. Jarvis Landry, the same thing. Look, he's got the, mm-hmm. look he was banged up last year, got some question marks. Sure he was. And then Alave's a rookie. And then, so where do you go? Uh, So it's. There's but I do so think he'll questions. be more trusting of those receivers than he was of the guys he had last year because I really Obviously think that not. he hesitated <laughs> to throw the ball short, you know, short intermediate routes or in tight windows. When you're going into this season and none of the top receivers from last year are even within the top three, that's telling. So I think Absolutely. that's uh, yeah, that's something that uh, has to be an asset for the Saints. But still, uh, it's we got to see it to believe it. I mean, that's the way Jameis is living. You got to see it to believe it because right. he's still on a short-term deal. He's not mm-hmm. making big-time quarterback money. Got to see it to believe it. Right, and and of course, look, he's worked hard, but everybody works. So that's the thing I get. I hear this all the time. We work so hard. Everybody works hard. Okay, you're a professional athlete. You're working hard. I get it. But again, it comes down to again, what can you do on the field? I've got faith in him based on seven games last year. But I also know that offensive line is a question mark, and then not having Kamara for a full season could be a question mark as well. And the fact that the organization has done nothing to upgrade that position scares me. I mean, they they are really banking on Abram Smith being a guy, and we don't know who he is as an undrafted free agent. Well, I don't know if they're banking on him to be the guy. I think that would. <laughs> I think that would be I mean, they've got an aging Mark Ingram and a bunch of undrafted free agents outside of outside of Camara, so they got to be banking on somebody to step in for him. Right now, well, again, you would think Abram Smith would be. He's the only only unknown right now. He's the only one they've never seen in pads before. I would assume they make a deal at some point. Uh, like that's just you know. It's, uh, I, I would hope gonna, they would. <laughs> yeah, someone is going to be. I mean, look, remember, uh, look. Tim Hightower came in and kind of saved mm-hmm. the day for a minute. Like, I think they could find somebody, but I think that uh, they don't want to be hasty, which uh, it gets people nervous, and I get it. Uh, but we're still at the point where who knows when Kamara's going to be out. And so I think right. what they need to do is find a Kamara-type back to be able to Me do too. that. I don't, I, I'm almost like wondering, hey, man, can, uh, can uh, Tra- uh, Traveris Cadet Come back. I mean, he he seemed like a, a a cockroach in a nuke. He survived everything. He's coming back for more. So, but yeah, right. it's funny. Uh, but I think they need to find someone like that because obviously, when Kamara's gone, they're going to be riding with Ingram. I mean, oh. he's their best option. 
There's no doubt. I mean, again, when you're not just running the ball, but catching the ball at the backfield as well. And then the decoy that he is when he's on the field. You've got to account for him. I mean, so, again, there's no other way around that. So we'll see how that, how that plays out as well. Look, you, I want to get this quickly because you wrote an article about the Bills, the Chargers, and the Rams shifting the pass rushing landscape. For those that didn't get a chance to read it, just a quick synopsis. we got about two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's basically – I wrote a big article uh, just kind of dissecting – which teams improved and which teams regressed with their pass rush. And uh, it, it's funny because you look at some of the teams and they're the ones who made big trades. Like the Chargers made a big trade with the Bears and it dealt with Khalil Mack. Well, guess what? Uh, and uh, the Chargers got better. And then the Bears, they let go all of their veterans. I mean, uh, you look, Akeem Hicks is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and they let, let uh, you know, they traded away Khalil Mack. So what do the right. Bears have? Who knows? But it's funny because the Chargers, they had the, they're in an arms race in the AFC West. So what do they do? Uh, they've got Justin Herbert already. They're trying to attack the arms. So they got now, they got Joey Bosa and they got Khalil Mack. And they went and got J.C. Jackson, uh, uh, who is, you know, one of the best corners in, in, in the NFL. Uh, big time free agent pickup for them. So it, it's something that uh, uh, you look at the movement and the shaking and the pass rushers. Uh, it, it's something that uh, teams are trying to kind of go after the arms race. And, uh, again, I'll localize it again. This wasn't part of the article, but still. Right. The Saints' pressure percentage dropped a lot last year. Uh, their sack total was still similar just because Cam Jordan went on a run. But their pressure percentage was not as, as good as it's been in the past few years. And so I think the Saints, uh, even though they're in a weaker division, uh, you still, you still got a, some, some good arms in the NFC, right. not as, not as many in the AFC, but the Saints need to improve on that pressure percentage uh, to really get themselves and help that defense thrive and, and help them get to the playoffs. Larry, if this defense is not uh, again, one of the top defense in the NFL, this team is not a playoff team. I mean, they're hanging their hat on all three levels of that defense carrying this team. Uh, and, and part of that is, again, a healthy uh, Davenport, a healthy, uh, you know, uh, pr- across the line, a healthy, healthy defense, defensive line to put pressure on the quarterback, something we have not consistently seen. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Turner's got to be a somebody at least, not a nobody. <laughs> so I think that's part of it there. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, – like I know you've actually mentioned him. I kind of forgot he even existed in a couple of interviews ago. Tano Passino, like he's got to be, right. he's got to exist. Uh, you know, Contavious Street, he he's had some good pressure moments. A little kind of smaller free agent signing, he's got to be good. Uh, I mean, you need uh, uh, Turner, Grandison, all him. these guys. Yeah, you need everybody to be on their tip-top shape. You know, obviously Anyamata. I mean, he's got to be. Yep. A, a, a difference maker there, and so sure. it's uh, yeah. So it's because it, you've got heck, you still got question marks at the back end. Just with uh, Marcus May, I mean, he might get suspended. I mean, he's right. coming off an arrest. At he least a few games at the DUI. I mean, at least one right. or two, at least. Right. I mean, right, exactly. So uh, you need somebody there. So uh, you got a lot of good names, but boy, they got to produce. Uh, so it's yep, no uh, doubt about it. Definitely intriguing, say the least. No doubt. What do you have coming up for us on the, on the Athletic? How folks can subscribe and how folks can follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how on Twitter. And, yeah, I, I alluded to it. I'm doing a, a big offensive line uh, outlook across the league. You know, which, which quarterbacks are going to benefit, which ones might be a little bit in trouble. 
I will uh, hint that maybe a certain someone who wore uh, number nine up in Baton Rouge might be the beneficiary of some offensive line help <laughs> yep. this year <laughs> in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, go check it out, theathletic.com slash NFL, and I'm at Larry Holder on Twitter. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time every week. We'll talk with you next week. All right, brother. Talk to you next week. Take care. Larry Holder, The Athletic. Again, make sure you subscribe right under Larry's uh, byline, and, of course, Larry will get the credit for it as well. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Even if you get home tonight and the AC's not working, Burkhardt has uh, technicians that are on staff, on call uh, for you after hours. Again, if your AC's down, uh, think Burkhardt. If you're looking for a new AC system, always think Burkhardt. Make it one of the companies you're going to go to to get a price. And see, again, with the service you'll get before, after the sale, and, of course, the, again, the confidence you'll have in a company like Burkhardt in, in terms of what they can do for you when you're, again, uh, installing a new system, in whether it's your home or your business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, over, over, over 30 years in the business, taking care of their customers. Over 10,000 customers couldn't go wrong. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or me at insagency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Hi, Tom Bodette with a shout-out to Uncle Rick. You know him. He shows up at the family reunion in a muscle shirt without muscles, stealing noses off the kids' faces. 
He brings a nugget of wisdom, too, like staying at Motel 6. They have clean, comfortable rooms where he can kick off his flip-flops and great low rates, which is handy since he's always saving up for a speedboat or something. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you, Rick. Wendy's new Strawberry Frosty is here, so check your watch. Is it Frosty time yet? It probably is. The hour hand would be on, I'm feeling snacky. And the minute hand would be on, relaxing with a rich, creamy strawberry frosty on a summer day, just digging into that smooth, chilly deliciousness and vibing. You know, depending on what kind of watch you have. When it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Frosty and Classic Chocolate or New Strawberry. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504 444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. Hey folks, don't forget about my friends over at Henry's Neptunia Gin. Uh, again, title sponsor of our Monday show. Much like Midsummer Solstice, Lunar, again, becoming, again, one of the highest-selling limited-edition spirits in the super-premium gin category. you got to get out there and taste it. Uh, just go ahead and try, try a bottle. I'm telling you right now, folks, it'll be your go-to gin. It's fantastic. Great for the summer months. Very refreshing. Uh, whether you're going to your favorite spirit store, bar, or, again, a restaurant, get yourself a, a bottle or demand, again, Henrik Step Jr. Gin. I want to thank our guests, Mike Scarborough, Larry Holder. Also, Rudy back at studio. Also want to thank you guys for tuning into the program. Thanks so much. Remember, the podcast will be about 20 minutes after the show ends. Thanks to all the sponsors that sponsor our program. Go to ericastro.com for a slideshow of the sponsors that sponsor our program. And as always, we thank each and every one of those sponsors for their sponsorship, and we thank you for supporting those sponsors. Uh, as I uh, want to remind everybody, Ricardo LeCompte of Channel 4 Sports comes on the uh, award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. And coming up next is Jude Young with all access uh, in place of Ken Trahan tonight. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios.